1: Hey, this is Stacey and Megan. Welcome to this
0: week's What We Are Cooking and Eating Now episode. These bi-weekly episodes are bite-sized digests of what we're feeding our family right now. We always include six recipes. Many times there are more. You can turn these ideas into your meal plan for next week or head on over to our free listeners community to get even more ideas on our weekly meal planning threads. Check out the free discussion
1: board to get this week's links and more details about our supporting membership at didn't I just feed you dot com
0: backslash community, community. Woo-hoo. Hey, Stacy, I uh, hear you're in the last stretch of cooking in your tiny Brooklyn rental apartment before you're back in your newly renovated home. What has been getting you by? Yeah. Okay. I need to
1: tell you a couple of things. I have a feeling. Okay. There's three things I'm going to say. One is I think we're going to end up doing one more, what we're cooking and eating now before I'm out of here. That's one, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, aren't you all on the edge of your seats? Um, the other thing is I realized, cause I got into shout out, To Kevin, who's a listener and one of our, like, actually, I'm gonna tell you guys, I have kind of favorite followers. Stacey! They're usually just people. I know, but they're usually people who interact with us. And I just love being in conversation. So, like, you know, supporting members who show up for our office hours, like people who are constantly commenting. We're, you guys, we notice. It's me and Megan. (laughs) We We don't have a social media manager. Like, it's us that's why sometimes we answer and sometimes we don't sometimes we post sometimes we don't like it's really us in our real life trying to engage with you guys because that's what makes us happiest so kevin is just like a really fun person to go back and forth with uh on instagram and he's from brooklyn and he was like okay Billis, like i hear you talking about a tiny apartment side-eyeing you from my tiny apartment in brooklyn and i realized that i've been using small as a proxy for (laughs) ill-equipped. No, for real, I'm serious. So what I think it is, is I think that these new buildings in Brooklyn, like when it's a smaller apartment, like they just assume, I don't know, like young professionals or young people. And like, they just don't put time into the kitchen. It's the bare minimum. My biggest problem with the kitchen here isn't even that it's small. It's that there's no freaking oven it's one of those multi ovens, which is basically like a glamorous microwave. Not even an air fryer. And it doesn't even fit a, no, and it doesn't fit like a sheet pan. So I had purchased, (laughs) I had purchased those Trader Joe's, they call them pizza
0: crusts. I wish they would just call them flatbreads because it's not a pizza crust. But anyway, that's my own little side soapbox.
1: But they're good. And they're long. They're in the bread section, not the ones in the freezer. I cannot fit one of them. (laughs) to this like oven to melt cheese on top of it. So I wanted to just say that. And then the third thing I'm going to say is that even when I get back to my kitchen, I just got word that my new oven (laughs) will not be arriving until the beginning of December.
0: So it's a uh, little, uh, a little ironic, but I know that you also saved the oven that was in there before. So you will have an oven when you're in the newly renovated kitchen. It just won't be the ni- yes. the newer one that you were looking forward to yet. I, I don't even
1: know like what the state will be. Like I it will be installed. It will be usable. But like, I don't, I still, it's not clear and it probably won't be for another week what state of construction because the construction will not right. be done. We're moving in and there's still like 10 days of work left on the official calendar, the contractor's official calendar, which means really, there's probably more than 10 like days 14 left. At least. Yeah. Probably, right? So like, I don't really know what I'm walking into, but it's definitely not finished home, but it is my own bed. And I, <laughs> for a different kind of podcast, guys, but I cannot wait to get into my own bed and my own bedroom. Listen, that's where uh, my brain went. And I've been living out of a suitcase. You said I don't have a closet.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I want to know what you've been feeding your people. I've been feeding my people like very (laughs) little guys. (laughs)
1: Like like, three things I had to like really scan my brain to be like, did I even cook three things? Like since we last spoke, it's really been a thing. And I'm just going to take a minute since my list is going to be so short and fast to say that my 16 year old uber eats habits is like out of control so this is a kid who is very very frugal with his own money and i started looking i don't usually track our uber eats budget because normally we're not ordering that much right and like maybe once a week but i started tracking it mike and i started tracking it because I was just sort of curious, like we're ordering food almost every single night. So I was like, oh, I'm really curious. And I noticed that when Isaac's phone is the one that orders the food, (laughs) there was Chipotle for three of us the other night. That was like $86. Okay, I was like, what is happening? (laughs) Like, this is bananas. So I did a little bit of investigating and that kid does not pay attention to anything. First of all, like drinks willy nilly, like cut it out with the drinks. <laughs> like we have water here and we have spindrift, like stop with the drinks. And then the like tips, he was not even looking at the tip, which fine. We have ingrained in him. You know, I was raised in the restaurant industry. Same. My dad always yeah. worked at restaurants and my mother's a hairdresser. She's retired now but I grew up with parents who really relied on tip money. So we've definitely ingrained being a good tipper and like understanding the nuance of like, sometimes when things go wrong, it doesn't mean that it has to necessarily be reflected in the tip. Like this is how people make their money and live. But this kid is tipping like, (laughs)
0: like
1: he's a rock star. I was like, okay, dude, rein it in. But it's been an interesting because I know that we often recommend as a way to give yourself a break, like ordering takeout nights. And it's just really elucidating to compare a lot of the like Trader Joe's shortcut meals to the takeout, both in terms of waste and in terms of cost. Yes, And like takeout is really freaking expensive. And I know it's also regional. I live in New York City. But it's... Really expensive.
0: I think of takeout as expensive relative to where you are. Like groceries are a little less expensive in Chattanooga, and Chipotle is a little less expensive, or Uber Eats or whatever is a little less expensive. But like that's the cost of living here, so it's still expensive relative to what we spend. If that makes sense. Can we just talk about the fact that also Chipotle is expensive? Chipotle is expensive. I yeah, don't know why okay, I'm whispering
1: about it. I don't but know like, why either. But like it's, it's kind of. I'm going to
0: tell you, I even think McDonald's is expensive. When we do fast food Wednesdays at our house, which I talked about in the uh, last what we're cooking now, uh, we can spend $40 on like Wendy's drive-thru. We went to Zaxby's the other night, just me and the two kids. I spent $30 on two kids meals and a salad. Like no drinks. I could not believe it. Yeah. I mean,
1: the cost of food is really like, I don't know if we need to do another episode about it. I'm curious. You guys should give us a shout out if that's something that you're interested in. But I do think that it's still a legitimate suggestion for people who have the budget for it because it really does give you a break. And it really, like, I'm getting bored and I do, like, I'm excited to cook more again. But I can't lie, like sometimes I'm like "Mm, it's kind of a good problem that like we have to just order because I can relax. It's nice not to have dinner weighing on me like every single night. But it is it's really, really expensive. So I'm just sort of putting that out there and a lot of the meals that I've been doing are much more affordable and still very very easy because it has to be given the kitchen that i'm working in right now so i've been looking for low cook meals really easy meals meals where i don't need a big pot like i don't even have a big pot here so first up was our ramen salad yum we have a recipe for a dinner worthy ramen salad that's really delicious You can use the microwave to whip up the dressing because you do you use mm, quite a bit of sugar in the dressing, which is part of what makes it tasty and the ramen seasoning. So you do want to heat it up a little bit, but three packs of chicken ramen, broccoli slaw. I also add some broccoli crowns and I buy like a pack it's, you know, it's the way that the microwave in a package broccoli comes, right? So I just open that up and, you know, use it raw. I don't put in, I don't cook it. And then a rotisserie bird. There's some other stuff in there, but you just toss it all together and let it sit, And it really is delicious and so
0: filling. So that's a big win, really low cook, really easy to put together. I love that. Also, um, you could use frozen steaming bag edamame to bolster the filling of this. And you mentioned ramen. It's in the name. But there's like crushed up ramen in there, which gives it this crunch. And it's also like that filling carb part of that salad. Yes. So good. Okay,
1: so Megan, I have a recollection of mentioning this. And I think our semi-homemade dinner episode, which aired pretty recently.
0: Yeah, it's a subscriber episode. A subscriber
1: episode. Great. Okay. So it was the steak sandwiches. Okay. I found, and you knew about it, but I had never seen it before because I'm going to admit that I almost never, ever, ever go to the meat counter at Trader Joe's. Like I don't buy raw meat there. I buy like frozen meat. I just don't, I don't know. It's just not part of my habit. but I went there recently to see if I could buy find some steak to make steak sandwiches and they had shaved steak yes okay this was a revelation for me but i basically made cheese steaks so i bought ciabatta rolls i bought the shaved steak i had uh, i had to do it in batches because my pan here isn't big enough but i basically bought onions and peppers i had some durat frozen already minced garlic I sauteed that and then I added the shaved steak and fried it up really quick and then melted some pepper jack on top and put that on the roll. And that was it. Like, (laughs) there wasn't the the onions and peppers were the vegetable, but like, we just ate steak sandwiches one night. Huge win. It's one of the recipes that I'm definitely going to carry over even into my regular kitchen because the kids liked it so much oh and i also use their like famous garlic spread oh yeah
0: people are hot for that on that for making pizzas
1: yeah so that's why i bought it but then i realized that the pizza crust (laughs) didn't fit (laughs) So i haven't so So you had to pivot i had to pivot the pizza crust are still in the cabinet but i used that garlic spread which I'm gonna tell you as a Greek girl, there is a Greek dip called, my pronunciation of this is so embarrassing. If there are other Greek people listening, they're gonna shame me. Skordalia, skordo is garlic in Greek. And it's basically a Greek dip that's bound together with boiled potato. So it's just basically like boiled potato, raw garlic mashed up together, a lot of olive oil, as you would always expect from a Greek person. And it's the most like pungent, delicious dip sauce. And I kind of expected the garlic spread to be like that. And it just wasn't- As flavorful. Yeah. for me, Okay. But it was really good on the steak sandwiches. So great. Uh, made that and then had some leftover ciabatta rolls. And I ended up just going to like the corner supermarket picked up some black forest ham, some salami. I still had pepper jack left over from the steak sandwiches. I bought some like pre-washed romaine that I chopped up, some jarred jardiniera, pickled vegetables. And I basically made, I used the rest of the garlic spread, a little like olive oil, red vinegar, oregano salt, and I made like Italian sandwiches. And I also made... It was only three of us this night. Mike was out. So it was okay that I had a small pot. I made a version of Grossi Pelosi's. It's an escrow white bean soup, but I didn't have escrow. So I just made like a simple white bean soup. It's from his new book, Let's Eat. Yes, I'm going to... I have a recipe
0: from Let's Eat this week too. (gasps) I
1: love this so much. I love him so much. And I love the book so much. And the book is full of so many drool-worthy recipes. I think it's a keeper cookbook. I just love it. I just love looking through it, if nothing else. But his white bean escarole soup, which is one of my favorites, is such a like beautiful stripped down version. Again, I had the Dorot garlic, olive oil. In his version, you blanch escarole. I skipped that. You know, a box of chicken broth, white beans that he adds with the canned liquid with its the liquid yeah, that it all comes that in. all starchy goodness. Which I thought was so genius because when you're making a very simple brothy soup using a boxed broth, sometimes it just falls a little bit flat. And that's why we've talked before about enhancing your boxed broth if you have time. But that's usually a whole extra step where ahead of time you put in a little like celery, onion, carrot, you let it simmer and then you have a more flavorful broth to use in your soup. I thought this was such a genius way to give it a little bit more body and flavor and texture without having to do that extra step. It came out great and it was so simple. So we had Italian sandwiches and white bean soup and it was great.
0: Uh, I feel like Dan would be so proud. (laughs) (laughs) We need to get Dan on the show. We need to get Dan on the show, I agree. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential. Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus, you get $20 off your first order.
1: Sign up today at ButcherBox.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y and use the code D-I-J-F-Y short for Didn't I Just Feed You to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Armoire makes getting dressed easy with a clothing rental membership from Armoire
0: or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Stacy, do you ever think about the emotional nourishment you are giving your family? Um, it sounds like I should. Kids and parents need to learn to manage big feelings. And I've learned so much from the podcast Fluster Clucks. Fluster what? Fluster Clucks. It's this really funny podcast from anxiety expert Lynn Lyons and her sister-in-law Robin, helping families manage anxiety and other tough feelings. It's just as helpful for adults as it is for kids. Like how we talk about easy meals and snacks, Fluster Clucks gives tips to improve the family's connection and emotional literacy. Oh, it sounds really cool, but I have a question. Is it full of psychobabble? No, totally the opposite. Robin and Lynn talk about this stuff with humor and real language. Their tagline is even serious stuff without being too serious. I love that each episode offers tips for kids, teens, and adults about managing anxiety, anger, disappointment, you name it. Teach your kids to manage
1: their worry and other tough feelings, and don't be surprised when you learn something too. Subscribe to Fluster Clucks wherever you're listening now.
0: So let me jump off of there and say... But I also cooked a recipe from Let's Eat. I didn't pre-order his book, which I sort of regret. But then we went out and like our little bookstore in Chattanooga called The Book and Cover. They have a pizza truck that comes on Friday and Saturday night. So you can like get wood fired pizza and shop for cookbooks. It's kind of genius. So I grabbed Dan's book while we were there and uh, I. Earmarked so many things from it, but I wanted to start with something that felt like accessible for weeknights because there's a lot of stuff that's like Sunday sauce or like the seafood stuffed shells look incredible, but that seems like a labor of love, like that you make on a Sunday night. So I chose the sausage, potato, peppers, and onions, which is a sheet pans meal. I'm being specific about pans, and. It's super simple. Like you thinly slice potatoes, onions, peppers, and you toss them with olive oil, some fennel seed, a little red wine vinegar, salt and pepper, And optional red pepper flake and you roast those in the oven and then you roast the sausages separately, which he like in the head notes. There's this great thing where he's like, I want to tell you, you can just like throw everything on one sheet pan. But as we know from our sheet pan episode, like you really can't because not everything cooks at the same time. And the great thing about it is that the sausage gets really crispy like the way you want it to because it's not being sweated out by all those veggies cooking and the potatoes can get crisp too because they're just with the other veggies so we did that with special bread with garlic bread because i felt like that was a no-brainer i did in the end even with the olive oil and red wine vinegar feel like it needed a little bit of something to bring it all together, like in the bowl. Mostly, yeah, I totally. think for Brian, because sometimes, like, something that's really veggie forward is a hard sell for him. So, I ended up throwing together a sort of like creamy Italian dressing to drizzle over the top of it with some of the Trader Joe's bomba sauce, a little mayo, more red wine and al- red wine vinegar and olive oil, some Italian seasoning, which I know is like not your favorite, but it came in clutch here. And it is definitely a recipe that I will make again. Everyone ate it. Like that is a yes! the four for four is super rare, especially right now with Ella being a little more so selective. So huge, huge win. OK, speaking of Greeks, you being Greek, I'm almost like embarrassed to bring this as a recipe idea because it's not like a kofta or a euro sandwich. It's very like Greek-ish little like I ground I cooked ground beef. I like Okay, I cooked ground beef with a lot of garlic and then this garlic seasoning from It's Flavorful, which is a local to me no salt added spice company. Has like what's a- it called? It's Flavorful is the name of the company and they make a Greek Ooh. seasoning. It might even be called It's Greek to Me or something cute like that. It's got like oregano and there's cinnamon in it, which is surprisingly delicious, just like a combination of dried herbs and spices, no salt. So, ground beef with those things on it. And then I served it in like warm p- pita wraps, like not Ooh. pita pockets, but like as a wrap with hummus and a Greekish salad of like cucumber, red onion, and cherry tomatoes. I had some grilling cheese that I also browned just because I didn't have feta and I needed that like sharp saltiness. Totally. Okay, it was one of those Venn diagram dinners, So not everyone ate it the way I intended it to, like with the hummus, with the ground Greek beef, the cheese and the Greek salad in it. But like the kids ate cucumbers on the side and they ate the beef and the pita and even Ella had like a little hummus on the side. So it was like a th- like a almost a 4 for 4 if we we don't we ignore the fact that they didn't eat the greek salad. It sounds delicious. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a little something. Oh no, okay. I'm ready. Which is that I've actually
1: looked it up before and I get conflicting information. But to me hummus is decidedly not greek. I know. But I needed to use it up,
0: and I didn't have yogurt for tzatziki. Totally. That's why I was like, I'm nervous about bringing this No, don't be nervous. It's just funny because it is a
1: lot of people will do, like, Greek things and use hummus. First of all, I want, like, everybody to know that, like, North Africa, Israel, Turkey, Greece, like, that whole Mediterranean basin area, the food is all—they're, like— they're all sharing the same foods. Yeah. Like this is all approximately the same. So this is really nitpicky because it's really more about like how I was raised because some people say that there are parts of Greece where hummus is served. The closest thing I, I think to be Greek that is very like Greek and commonly served throughout the country is called fava, which is basically just like hummus, but made with yellow split peas, mm. not with fava beans. We just call it fava. But it's a uh, yellow split pea dip. And like, there are lots of other dips. There's like tada musolata, there's cordalia, which I mentioned, there's tzatziki. Like, it makes sense to me that hummus gets incorporated into like Greek-American or Greekish inspired uh, dishes. Yeah. But it's like the only thing that I, pers- very personally,
0: I'm like, mm, that's not right. Though. Listen, I I appreciate that. And maybe I should have been like, it's a little bit Mediterranean inspired. Would that have made it more accurate? I think it was accurate the way you said it. I'm
1: just sharing.
0: It's very, so I did not follow a recipe, but we're going to link to a recipe from Susie at the Mediterranean dish. She is like the expert in all those things. And it's very aligned with what I did. Okay. Last thing. I know this feels like almost... It's weird that it's like middle of October and I'm cooking this way, but we're in the south, it's still hot. So, I made succotash with like tomatoes, nice. zucchini, um edamame, co- like leftover corn. It's very like it's honestly like almost stir fry adjacent. You just cook everything pretty hot and fast and it makes this like delicious, salady dish. And then on the side for for all of us, we also had fried pork chops. Fried meaning pan fried or fried meaning uh breaded. And breaded and fried. Nice. Yes. How do you season your fried pork chops? I am a like salt, pepper, garlic and onion powder in the in the like flour and in the panko breadcrumbs. Nice. Yes. That sounds delicious. A little bit labor intensive for the middle of the week. But I it was like one of those, I need to use up all, the th- all these things. And that was the way it felt like it made sense in my brain to bring them together. Uh, kids loved the pork chops. They did not enjoy the succotash that much. It's too much like vegetables mixed together. But I really enjoyed it. So does succotash traditionally have lima beans? Sometimes lima. Sometimes, but that's not edamame. Like
1: no, I just have a strong association
0: between succotash and llama beans that I don't know where I don't it came think that's from. wrong necessarily. That makes more sense than edamame as a as the bean in it, like regionally speaking, and what would be have been available to yeah. Southern cooks at the time.
1: I have to say, I feel like your menu this week feels
0: very transitional. Good. Like it okay. feels very it appropriate like to the September for September cooking, not October cooking. I want to be like making chili doing no, my like not, october not a, not cold fest cold sausage yet. and pretzels it is not Even it is not, not hot enough it is too we hot had, so. like a chillier week
1: and like epic floods and rains <laughs> which i'm sure everybody saw on social media but then like the week after that it was like 78 degrees all week
0: yeah so it's really weird it's just, this needs to stop listen we cannot go on the side quest about weather right now we need to take everybody into our free community where they can get all the links to this The week's only side recipes. quest that matters.
1: <laughs> if you haven't our joined community. up
0: there yet, why not? That's a perfect side quest to go on right now. Join for free at didn'tijustfeedyou.com backslash community. There you can also learn about how to get bonus episodes and an ad-free stream by joining our supporting community. And you guys,
1: be like Kevin. Follow us on Instagram, where we are at didn't I just feed you. A huge thank you to our producer, Samantha Gatsik.
0: I am Stacy, And I'm Megan. Stay sane and well-fed, friends. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors.